Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Now, for those of you that are listening prior to Christmas, uh, when the time comes, myself, everyone here at Vida Physique, we wish you a Merry Christmas. If you are listening to this afterwards, then uh, we wish you a Happy New Year. Maybe if you are listening to this um, at a completely different point of the year, um, then hey, I just hope you've had a good morning, a good day um, and a good week. But uh, yeah, so it's been a been a hell of a year, um, rounding up sort of twenty twenty one. Clara has just completed her season. She did an international pro qualifier in France, it's called the Conquer Classic, in which she placed second in her open height class, which is a phenomenal result. Bear in mind that she is a, a natural and was going into an untested uh, untested show. Um, she originally signed up to do the natural show, however, um, it got cancelled because there was simply not enough competitors. So she, uh, she put her gig, big girl pants on and she went into the um, to the untested one as a natural athlete and came second. That's absolutely fantastic. I'm super, super proud of her and everything she's accomplished this season. Um, she was the last uh, Vida Physique athlete this year to step on stage. Um, on the same day, I had a client, Christina, doing a photo shoot. So that was quite cool um, to wrap up the season or to wrap up this year, effectively, you could say, with um, having Clara doing her show and then and my client, Christina, doing her photo shoot. Um, and already I'm, I'm excited and looking forward to to next year. Um, we have a lot of athletes um, signed up with it. Well, when I say a lot, I mean, it's very similar to what I've put on stage this year with maybe perhaps a couple more. Um, I don't think we'll ever be the brand that puts, you know, 20 people on stage over a couple of weeks. We'll be the brand that maybe puts 20 people on stage over the course of a year. Um, and that's just because myself and, and Ali and Clara, we know we invest a lot of time in our own bodybuilding journey and um, we put a lot of energy and focus towards that. Um, and also be one of the clients that we do work with. We want to ensure that we're putting as much effort and energy into that as we possibly can. And usually, you know, if you were to take on uh, too many at the same time, the, the sort of value of service can can drop, um, or the quality of service can drop, and that's not something that we are willing to do. Um, so we'll always just limit our numbers. So the purpose of today's podcast, I'm going to try and maybe keep this a shorter one. It might be a short one, it might not be, you know what I'm like, uh, than usual. Um, and that is to discuss the idea of should you have a recomp or a, a reset, um, or you know, calorie reset, appetite reset, however you want to call it. So in the bodybuilding world, it's really well established that we need to continually increase our food on our plate to grow. You know, coinciding alongside that, we need to increase the weight on the bar and increase the number on those, on those scales. If one of those things is limited by the number on the bar or the food on your plate, you know that number on the scales is not going to go anywhere. However, even though we all know you need to, to, to increase your food, there might come a time where you simply cannot get the amount of food in that is required without physically feeling sick. In the past, I will hold my hands up and say, I would have always said, at that point, you need to immediately recomp, pull back. Um, however, 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 I've changed my views over the years, particularly as I've worked with uh, more assisted bodybuilders that um, were trying to put on, you know, versus their stage weight and a peak off-season weight, we're trying to put on a, a lot of weight, you know, trying to aggressively make some changes in the physique. Um, and maybe we're only halfway through a planned uh, 
applying push phase, gain phase, bulk, whatever you want to call it, or blast as well, because you know, as I said, the bodybuilders obviously we use use steroids and we titrate those dosages up. Um, so at that point, you know, maybe a full blown recomp might not be necessary, especially if you have like quite acceptable level levels of body fat. Um, you can run more of what I'll go into call it a calorie reset, increase your appetite, and then once more, it's just sort of begin begin pushing. But I guess first off, we should probably say, well, what is a recomp I've done? I've done a whole podcast on that before. I think I've included it in a previous podcast, but we'll give you a little bit of a, a little bit of a synopsis of what a recomp is. It's it's effectively like a, a short dieting phase. It stands for body, you know, a body recomposition. Uh, basically, the process which an individual will aim to to drop uh, drop body fat, hold on to muscle mass in a shorter quote unquote shorter period of time. By shorter, I mean maybe perhaps between. Eight to, to 12 weeks and this is typically done after a long extended time in a calorie surplus in a gaining phase and w- in which there's been a significant amount of mass and overall weight added now as we you know during that gaining phase as we increase our body weight with the aim of this add more muscle mass it's inevitable that you're going to lay down some body fat alongside us this is impossible to avoid it's as simple as that now as you continue to add this weight, there might come a point where body composition begins to look somewhat compromised. And by that, I just mean things are getting a bit sloppy. Body fat percentage is at a point where we deem it kind of not unacceptable, but okay, we push any more, this is too much. At that point, you maybe notice that there's you've got stubborn fat areas that are beginning to accumulate a, you know, an increased rate versus elsewhere. Um, that'd be necessarily that'd be one of the signals that your body is no longer in this sort of like optimal place um, to add muscle mass. Now, if you were to continue pushing when you get to this point, all that's going to happen is you're going to accumulate body fat at a much faster rate than you would do muscle mass. You get you're going to start to get very fat very quick. It's mainly just due to a decreased sensitivity to insulin. Again, which I've covered before in separate in different podcasts. So, like when you get to this sort of peak, like this sort of threshold, which some people always ask me, "Well, how much do I push on, and how far do I go?" Well, I'm like, "Well, your coach will probably help you decide that." But usually, I would say having a, I'll always have a, a rough guesstimation of the weight I want to push clients up to based on what I think right. Well, I think with another ten kilos, this client will be at their absolute max, and that's usually about a kilo max two, a kilo two out, if I'm honest. We do the same thing for when we're pulling down and getting absolutely shredded, you know, so we go one way, then we go the other. So um, what I would do at that point um, would be to then pull off some body fat, increase insulin sensitivity and establish a, a better position to begin to mass from. You don't necessarily need to pull all the way down and do a prep and step on stage or anything like that. Um, you may think, right, well... I've added, you know, over the course course of five months, I've added maybe 10, 12 kilos, something like that. Kind of normal, maybe five or six months, kind of normal for that to happen. Um, you might think, right, well, I, I need to pull off perhaps between five to seven uh, before I can look to push up again. That That's, again, what we would deem as acceptable. And when, when I say that, I'm just meaning, like, acceptable as in how much body fat you've got. Now, before you mess with me and say, hey, Vaughn, what, how do you measure body fat percentage? Is it you know um, through bioelectrical impedance? Is it through calipers? Blah, blah. I'm just going to say it's just based off your look and visuals. And I think that any coach should know 
be able to look at a physique and kind of roughly know where their body fat is. But if you were to ask me like percent wise, like none of my clients know their body fat percentage and none of them need to know because it's an arbitrary number that gives them no sort of value apart from, oh, hey, yeah, bro, I was fucking 6%, 5% going on stage when that's completely irrelevant in a, in a gaining phase or a recomp, in my opinion, of course. Um, however, that when I said five to seven there, that's going to be completely completely person dependent you know you look at us assisted bodybuilders we, we, we add a lot more weight than 10 to 12 kilos and uh, we might need to pull off a little bit more than that so again i'm just speaking in very generic terms here um however 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 if you've added let's go back to that first example if you've added 10 to 12 and you think right i'm going to pull off five to seven i guarantee you when you pull off that five to seven you will look better or roughly similar sort of condition than you did at the start of the gaining phase. You'll have more muscle mass and perhaps less body fat or very similar. Now, that scenario is all well and good if you've managed to get through your off-season, your bulk, your gaining phase, whatever you want to call it, and you've been able to that whole time eat the required food. But I'm sure many of you know uh, this isn't the case, particularly in the, in the male-assisted bodybuilding side of things. If you've watched my Instagram, you'll have seen this plenty of times over the years. If you're one of my clients or you follow my clients, you'll know that they're exactly the same as well. So this is what kind of leads me on to what's a calorie reset and when would you implement this over a recomp? So, I mean, as I said, I feel we could probably call this an appetite reset as the goal is to get your appetite firing again. Um, and to continue to, to be able to push. As I said before, it's no secret in the assisted bodybuilding world that we push the boundaries on both ends of the scale. It could be typical to see one of us adding 20 kilos in a gaining phase, if not more. I know that my stage weight was uh, 107, I'm currently 126. However, my lowest weight on prep was 102. Um, so that just shows you the you know, significant amount of weight that, that kind of goes on. But in doing so, especially using anabolics, we usually add a significant amount of tissue doing this. And how do we do that? We need to spend, absolutely have to spend long extended periods of time in a calorie surplus. This might be anywhere between six to eight months. The heavier you look to push, the more weight you try to add, ultimately the more food you're going to need and the longer time frame you're going to need to do that. However, let's say you're, you've got this six to eight month gaining phase planned and you're only four months in, maybe you're three and a half, four months in and you begin to struggle to eat. But you know, you look in the mirror, your coach is like, body fat levels are fine, we've got a little bit more room, but you're physically sitting down in front of a meal, you're so full and you, you try and eat, but by halfway through that meal, you're just beginning to gag and you just can't stomach it. If you've been at this point, there'll be some of you out there like listening that are nodding, going, fucking hell, yeah, it's absolutely horrible. And you'll often find that nothing that you do or any features that you change, nothing will change that feeling of wanting to gag. Um, although there is a solution that you maybe not have thought of. This kind of takes me back to the last time I was experiencing this was literally about a year ago. Well, actually, you could say just over a year, just before we went to our honeymoon, I had just got Invisalign, and I, I was putting it down to Invisalign. It was not that. Uh, what I would do is every... Uh, my wife at the time had morning sickness, 
And then every time I'd eat meal two, which is my pre-workout meal, I would I would like be eating it and I'd start retching. And every time I would retch, she would then, because as well as because she had that the morning sickness, um, and uh, I felt terrible, but I honestly powered through and did that right up until we were kind of going on our honeymoon before we had to, I came back and did a, a little bit of a little bit of a sort of a reset, shall we say. So a calorie reset will involve pulling your food down quite drastically, if I'm honest, for let's say a two or a three week period, um, perhaps coinciding with uh, an increased output that might be through increasing your steps. You know, if you're like me and you're quite sedentary, just increasing your steps across the day. Or it might be just adding in cardio, maybe that's daily cardio or whatnot, um, just to get just to get things moving, get things going. So let's say you've managed to in your gaining phase so far to build your food up. Sorry, I'm yawning loads today. You managed manage to build your food up to, let's say, 750, 800 gram of carb on a train day. Already quite a lot of food, right? But for, for guys out there, they're maybe going to need to go a bit more. Um, it's, it's kind of common to, to get up to there. So if you're looking to reset and get your appetite back, you could easily drop these. If they're at 750, 800, you can easily drop them to 300 to 400. You maybe hold your protein. Uh, d- depends where your fats are, whether you hold them too or um, or you just look to drop them. Uh, remember, fats are quite calorie dense as well. Um, so you maybe you're going to drop your overall calories between twelve to sixteen hundred. It might be more, might be less. I don't think it's going to be much less than that, if I'm honest. Um, but if you're able to do that, you'll not only be able to. I mean, those of you that are at this point, you've you've got the point where you're gagging and whatnot. When you get your calories dropped by that and saying, right, you know, carbs go from 800 to just four, you fucking, oh, you know, accept that with wide open arms um, without a shadow of a doubt. Now, after a few days on this lower intake, you are no doubt going to find yourself getting a little bit hungry when the time comes to eat. Why is that? Well, you're used to giving your body a set amount of food at a set amount of time every single day. Why? Because you're a bodybuilder, you follow a routine, and it's what you do. But two, three days in, your body is used to releasing the amount of sort of digestive enzyme secretions that it needs for the, you know, maybe 100, 150 gram of carb per, per meal that you usually give it. And all of a sudden, you're only giving it 50 or 75, but it's still producing the same amount of secretions it was two or three days ago. So you find yourself, oh, wow, I'm actually I'm actually getting a little bit hungry. Of course your body will adapt to this, right? But no, those first couple of days, wow. Noticing it's fine, starting to find myself a little bit hunger. Now, you can then give yourself a couple of weeks on that. And by the end of it, you'll no doubt be, you know, quote-unquote starving. Um, you're not actually going to be starving, but you'll find you'll just be, like, I've, I've had clients say to me, they say, Vaughn, I'm so fucking hungry now. Um, and it's at that point you can begin to increment your food back up. Um, I guess it's worth noting that in that initial like two or three week period where you pull down, it's really, really common to see some overall weight loss. But let's let's be real, the majority of that is going to come from fluid, um, fluid loss, uh, maybe a little bit of loss in fullness. Uh, once you get back up to increasing your food, that weight will come slowly back on over time and then some. Um, as you kind of get back up to those upper inch of where your food was. So some of you are thinking like, right, I've pulled down, 
um, from let's say 800 to 350 gram of carb or whatever. Uh, should I just go right back up to 800? The answer is absolutely not. You would still follow the same incremental model as you did to get to that 800 in the first place. But what you want to do is you want to go to a point that like gives you some level of satiety, like you know fullness, uh, and it, you know, at that point. So let's say that might be. I might say right. You know what? I can get to 550 gram of carb, and that's quite adequate. I'm not full. I'm not starving. It's kind of it's okay. You then just see what that does, and what you'd what you'd find is maybe you hold, and then you know you begin to start slowly um, titrating up from there. And what I'll say, right, I can bet, I can absolutely bet that see by the time you get to a couple months down the line, and you're nearing the end of that sort of six to eight week bulk, six to eight week, six to eight month bulk, you will end on higher food than when you needed to reset. I've got a client. Um, He's a male physique athlete. Well, he's going to actually be a male bodybuilder next time he comes back on stage. And I did this with him um, this season. He competed earlier on this year. And I think it was May. And uh, I said, or April or May, I said, we're pushing to the end of the year. And we got to, God, I want to say September, September time. And it was, it was just a struggle. And we, you know, the, the examples I've given you um, of this, they say, 750 gram of carb and then pulling it down blah blah that's that's where that those examples stem from um and he's now on higher food i think that the most we got his food up to before we had to pull down was 700 and then now he's up to 800 um which you know this is now december time um so september was a long time ago and we only ran it for two weeks um when I talk about resets, one of the main questions I'm asked, uh, particularly by assisted bodybuilders, is that in these phases, like, Vaughn, let's say, Vaughn, what do you do with anabolics? What, what, what should I do? I say, well, first off, you do whatever you like because it's your own personal choice to take that. But I'll tell you what I do, um, and knowing everything I'll say is in hypothetical, not be deemed to take, not be, not should be taken as advice. Um, but I keep my dosages where they are, if I'm honest. Um, as a uh, one of the models I follow is, is I kind of increment my dosages up over the course of months, over the course of weeks and months. Um, so I would still follow that same model. And you're probably asking why. Well, a couple of reasons. Food, food is one of the key drivers of anabolism, of muscle growth and muscle recovery. Right now, anabolics help us recover quicker. And in most scenarios, if we think about sort of prep. Uh, allow us to get stronger whilst we're on low food. So we're pulling out food which usually helps us get stronger um, and sort of grow. Why would we pull down anabolics? It would make no sense to pull down anabolics. The thing that would make sense to do would be hold them where they are, allow the anabolics to continue to help you to recover, um, to help you to maybe perhaps continue to grow and make increases uh, across the board. Um so as I said, because most of us will kind of follow this titration model or titrating doses up over the months, um, I just continue to do so uh, regardless of whether you're implementing this sort of calorie reset or or not. Now, if you were to ask me my experience of them, um, I've completed recomps and calorie resets myself as well as prescribe them for clients. And I think that they both have 
their own place within so you know your journey it's just deciding like which one is best for you in your current situation um, a bodybuilder who performs a reset halfway through their off season is still more than likely going to need to recomp by the time that their off season is over why because in an off season you let's face it you push the boundaries by the end of the off season you've pushed it to the point where you're deeming nah, nah this is too much we have to pull back so even if you do perform a reset you're still going to have to at some point look to pull back however it doesn't mean that you lose strength during these resets what i found is that because you pull a little bit of fluid off maybe perhaps at the same time you increase your cv conditioning through a little bit of cardio or steps or whatever and um, you actually find that your performance improves why your oxygen carrying capacity improves because your 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 blood blood pressure is in a better spot and um, your body's ability to get oxygen to the working muscle and then thus take away carbon dioxide is higher um so yes you can absolutely maintain your strength during a reset if not continue to improve um personally as i gave you the example with the client there before uh you know that reset that i'd done with my client i'm not going to name him but um the reset i'd done it kind of allowed us to continue pushing his weight up to a point where um you know it's now higher than it was when we had to drop food for that short period I think the most we got up to was let's say um, it's like 208 pounds and then now he's sitting quite comfortably at 214. Might not seem a lot to you but for, for a physique guy uh, that whose stage weight was in the 170s um, or a little bit lower that's a, that's a fair amount of weight to put on um, and really without without that reset it would have been impossible, um, absolutely impossible for him to continue to try and and mass um, would be would be not not good coaching really for me to keep saying oh push it push it push it and if we couldn't and we say right we'll just hold where it is there would no doubt become a point where we would would have seen stagnation in weight stagnation in strength and overall progress so if your goal is to aggressively add muscle mass in a six to eight month period of time stagnation is not what you want absolutely not what you want it's not your friend you avoid stagnation as much as you can you do everything you can for progress in and out of the gym so that scenario as i said allowed allowed us to keep pushing he's going to keep pushing until pretty much now i think we're planning uh, the end of january before we have a little bit of a recomp but you know for him body composition is okay well maybe in four weeks time we'll have an aggressive recomp again there's a difference between a reset and aggressive recomp but we're going to probably do that for four weeks and then we're, if his blood works okay, we're going to push him right back up. Now, I've been speaking about like assisted bodybuilders throughout this whole podcast, mainly because you won't typically see a calorie reset performed, like an appetite reset performed by like a female, like a bikini girl. If you do, it's going to be pretty rare. And it's simply because they don't tend to need as much food as guys do to grow. Um, especially if you're a natural female, like you, you just cannot compare a natural female to an assisted bodybuilder. And, and the, the natural bikini girls are the ones we mostly work with here at Vida Physique, or we work with females that want to do photo shoots or radically change their their, their physique. Um, but at the same time, we also work with a fair bit of assisted bodybuilders. So there's a there's a big variance there between between those two sort of like carbohydrate or, or even macronutrient needs. Um, 
so you'll tend to find that the females are able to push for um, that whole that whole time without needing a reset. Why? Because let's face it, like if your if your if your max carbs get up to 350, 400, well, I know a lot of a lot of females with a big appetite that could get that in no problem. In fact, I've got a couple of bikini girls that are on that that total food that look brilliant and are, are on for a really good season next year because they've they've just invested in pushing their body weight up and, and, and sort of owning owning their progressions in the gym. But as I said to you, recomps will always be necessary um, at some point. And you know what, that's not to say, no doubt as you enter a recomp, your appetite probably won't be that high either. You'll probably still be like getting food in, but you're just not going to be hungry about it. You'll just be like, ah, ah whatever. Um, and you're just, you're just constantly shoveling the food in people say how do you how do you keep eating i'm like well you just get your spoon and you put it in your rice and your chicken or you know your cocoa pops or in your way whatever it is and you just keep putting your mouth and they keep chewing so on and that's effectively how you continue um those recomps much longer usually uh especially if you're thinking about like say a natural natural female uh, eight to twelve weeks i've often found in the recomps as well clients are able to hold on to their strength or increase it. Um, the only scenario where, whereby clients maybe won't increase their strength on a recomp is where they are um, maybe perhaps dropping to TRT and you know, they've got so, so strong in their off-season that when they come down to TRT, there's just no way they can hold those same weights at those heavy loads. So then you have to then just change your programming and that might be simply coming from uh, higher rep ranges or whatnot and not going with for the, for the heavy work. So... I hope that summarizes. This is actually pretty much the same length of podcast I usually do anyway. I know I said this would be shorter, but hey, um, I've done my done my usual, shall we say. Uh, but I guess in summary, uh, choosing whether to perform a recomp or a calorie reset will be completely dependent upon, let's face it, so many factors. The recomp itself is going to aim to pull a certain amount of weight off and body fat off, whereas that reset is just simply going to pull down for a couple of weeks, get appetite firing again, push back up and allow you to continue like continuing your off season these short resets though are like ensure you're able to to finish this and no doubt like finish your off season no doubt end up at a high, much higher body weight than you did when you had to pull pull down because you're you just you, know, you couldn't fit any, any any food any more food in and you'll probably no doubt end on higher calories as well um so yeah that in summary is is what calorie calorie set or recomp is um, as you notice I'm probably breathing pretty heavily through this podcast and that's probably because I think I'm nearing the end of of this gaming phase although my my plan was to push until March appetite was fine last week and then all of a sudden it kind of hit me this week and I was like wow I've not actually done a podcast on on this but it's, it's a method I implement quite a bit so I might run a reset as a, in January um, for a couple of weeks to allow me to push until March then you know hit that one thirty kilo marker and then pull down, um, and and do a recomp in March. So that's probably what I'll do, rather than full fully recomp. But there will more than likely be an episode next week. However, things are pretty busy. Obviously, we've got Christmas at the weekend and we're we're away and whatnot. So there might not be. So if there's not, just a massive thank you um, from myself for tuning in and listening to my dulcet tones every Thursday morning or whenever you whenever you do listen to this um, I much appreciate you, you listening to this podcast and sharing it with 
um, those that you feel will get value from it. And ultimately, again, that's why I do it. There's no, if there was a charge for this podcast, it would be share it with someone you think is going to get benefit from that. Um, one, one, even one episode, you know, something that just someone needs to hear. Um, again, the main reason I do it is because I wish there was something like this at the start of my journey and I know it would have given me a lot of help. So whatever you are in your journey, um, I wish you all the best when the time comes, a happy new year. But make sure that in 2022, you give it the big beans, the whole beans, and nothing but the fucking beans.